recording now. Cool. Uh, then I'll do the introduction and we can get right into it. Sounds good. Coming to you from the FlexFox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa, this is The Weekly Show. As always, I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and I'm joined by two esteemed co-hosts this week. Please give a warm welcome to RKR and handsome Jamil Hassan. How's it going, guys? Glad to be back in the podcast, Nick. How are you boys doing? I'm doing well. Happy to be filling in for Jeremiah this week. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Jeremiah couldn't be here, but Jamil, we're really happy to have you here making your uh, 2021 uh, weekly show debut. So uh, it's always great uh, to have you here for uh, for some good commentary. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I can't wait to uh, break down a, a eventful week four. Uh, an eventful week four indeed. I mean, I think we should just get right into it, guys. Uh, lots of matchups we can talk about. Uh, but, you know, Jamil, since you're here, I think it's only polite that we start with yours. Uh, you were, were taking on the Stadelman Stars, uh, owned by Ian Stads, I guess, Stadelman. Uh, and, you know, I, I think, Jamil, I don't know if you noticed this, uh, you were undefeated going into this matchup. Uh, yeah, there was yeah. a, a lot of talk about that, a lot of talk about whether you could stain that, whether uh, Stads would be the one that would, would break the streak. But uh, you managed to pull out a victory here, 312.8 points to 193 for Stads. So uh, a big win for you here. Uh, how are you feeling after week four? Man, it is uh, happy days on the Husan Alliance uh headquarters here um i think cam and adam can fact check this but this might be the first time uh, i've started for knowing the league since i've been here from the beginning so hey it's a great site man uh, i usually never start the season i've I very i usually started poorly i usually don't have good luck when it comes to the first couple of weeks i usually put up high point totals and end up losing so this is a bright and cool start for my team who many of you probably didn't expect a 4-0 start so i'll take it and yeah, I heard uh, Jeremiah from the podcast last week was the only one that didn't take me. So uh, glad to prove him wrong and uh, and others as well. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's obviously a, a very exciting start for, for you and your team. Uh, I know last season for you was really dominated by a, a lot of bad luck. So it's great to see you coming back strong here. Uh, I mean, would you would you say this has been good luck on your part? Or, or do you think this is uh, about what you might expect from your team? Well, honestly, like uh, a couple of the boys last week touched on it. I do I have, I got to admit, I do have a very friendly schedule the first four weeks. I, you know, I think Jeremiah and Ryan last week touched on that I got to beat the teams I'm supposed to beat. And I, I have so far. But I think it's a combination of, yeah, finally some good luck and uh, some bats. And just the overall team that's better than last season. Like a lot of people, if you take a first glance, I don't blame you guys for take, for kind of just thinking it's mediocre or whatever. But if you look deeply, I, I picked up some guys that are going to help me for this year. Uh, Jared Walsh. Funny story about Jared Walsh. Picked him up last year. And when I do my grocery shopping, I usually never go on my phone. But for some reason, one one time on my grocery shopping, I went on the app and checked who was trending and picked them up. And I've been uh, reaping the rewards since. And, you know, guys like Ben Benintendi, who's, who, who's off to a slow start, is finally heating up. Corey Seager is going to be, you know, on my squad for a full season after I acquired him uh, near the deadline last year. And the, honestly, the bullpen, the bullpen has been a very, very helpful uh, weapon on my side. I can argue that it's the best bullpen in the league. And the midi, the, the starting pitching, uh, I've gotten really good starts from a lot of them. But, you know, it's lo- it, it's hard to see that being sustainable if unless I pick up some, uh, you know, aces or via trade or get lucky in the wire again. But 
yeah, I'm very happy the way the team is built. Uh, that's that's fair. I mean, obviously the results speak for themselves, and uh, good to know about the value of checking your phone while you're grocery shopping. That's yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. Tip. Uh, I mean, RKR, from your your outsider perspective, what would you say about this matchup? I mean, definitely a really impressive performance by Jamil. I mean, uh, he did touch on a little bit, maybe an easy schedule to start the season, but I mean, he's still putting up top five points in our league so far. Uh, maybe a touch of luck with his matchups. I see he does have the third fewest points scored against him but uh i mean three 312 points for for week four is pretty impressive and i mean yeah kudos to him last year for picking up some guys there seager and and walsh so he's looking pretty good and uh i mean not to knock ian there but i mean i think 200 or about 200 points from him i mean he probably is not too happy with that week but on the whole for Ian, I mean, I think this is kind of like as good as he could have really expected so far for this season. I mean, his three guys, Guerrero, uh, Otani, and Woodruff, they're all off to great starts for the season. So I think this is this is yeah. Ian's team. Yeah, and I mean, uh, Jamil, as someone who, who faced off against stats, what would you say about him and his team? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The start of the week when Vlad hit that, had that three home run game, I thought I, my luck might have, you know, kind of run its course. But, uh, you know, I was able to keep up and, you know, put up that 312 points. But his team, you know, like what RKR touched on, like he should be happy with the way he, he started the year. Uh, I think struggling last season was kind of maybe like a wash season for him. And, you know, like I do like some of his pieces and he can sneak in a couple wins here and there for sure. At 2-2, two and two, I wouldn't be too mad. But just to kind of touch on my team again, like, uh, I was wondering which side of the uh, coin here is doing the damage, whether it's bats or pitching. But I look at it from last week, 174 points from the pitching and 138 from the bats. It's a well-balanced attack. So who knows? I'm hoping uh, the pitching holds up, but I'm happy. I'm very happy with the start for sure. Uh, you know, as you should be. And, <laughs> and it is definitely good when you can have a, a balanced approach like that. So uh, kudos for, uh, to your team for delivering. Yeah, uh, but uh, we got a, a bunch of matchups we got to cover in week four, boys. Uh, so let's move right along to the next one. Uh, we always like to to talk about the top scoring team of the week, and, and this one was a good one uh, because it it involves the showdown between Mike Kaminsky, the Illuminati, uh, and Richard Tillo doing his his Jimmy Butler impression. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was in fact Kaminsky who came out on top with the top score of the week, three twenty nine point one points to two eighty two point six. So very high scoring, very close matchup. Uh, Kaminsky keeps his undefeated season going. He's now also 4-0. Uh, I mean, RKR, what can you see, say about a, a team like Kaminsky's at this point? I mean, this win was just pure luck, I think, for Mike. I mean, I'm looking at his Sunday score, 103 points. I mean, no way he should have been counting Ooh. counting on that for to keep the undefeated streak wow. going. <laughs> Uh, so I'll, I'll give him some definite luck on this, on this W. But, I mean, on the whole, his team's looking super impressive going into the season i wasn't wasn't that high on him i mean he's got some kind of injury guys throughout his roster but so far he's really delivered yeah i mean when you've got three pitchers starting on a sunday and they they all deliver quality starts uh it's, it's not the kind of thing you can predict but uh really worked out in uh in kaminsky's favor here jamil what are what are you saying about this matchup yeah i would be lying if uh i was rooting for tillo so that could be the only undefeated team heading into uh, this week. 
But hey, uh, Arkara mentioned that it's luck. He had, he had a dominant uh, Sunday. But I, I don't know. I don't know if I can call it luck. Like guys like Jose Ramirez, staple names, they delivered big. And I think I believe Scherzer pitched on Sunday as well. Those are guys that you kind of expect to have good solid numbers. And it just clicked on that day. And I, I think Tillo had a solid like 30-point lead heading to the Sunday. So he just absolutely smoked them on that last day. And I'm not surprised. Um, the thing that's probably going to hinder his team is, like you said, he has injury-prone guys, and if they stay healthy, man, look out for uh, the Illuminati. Seems to be back after kind of taking last season last yeah. season off. Yeah, and I think you make a good point, uh, Jamil, that you know you can't really fault Tillo for this performance. Like, obviously, he he lost here. He's two and two, but he, he's shown how how good his team is. And and really, if it was not for uh, Kaminsky having a, an incredible Sunday, uh, he'd he'd be the victor here. So, uh, you know, I think there there are some questions about Tillo's team. Maybe still some questions, but uh, he really does have a, a lot of talent on his roster. Yeah, I don't doubt that. Like like many teams, like there are some holes. Everybody's will have some holes here and there. But once his teams get fully healthy, uh, I think Tillo's up there as a contender for sure. Mm. Uh, well, moving right along, there was, uh, in fact, a third team that managed to eclipse 300 points this week. So after a bit of a, a down week, scoring rebounded a little bit. Uh, and that third team uh, would be uh, Jeffrey Chow and the O team, uh, who put up 307.8 points, uh, which was more than enough to knock off their competition, who had 156.8 points, that competition <laughs> being RKR. Uh, so RKR, I mean, uh, it's it's obviously tough to, to lose a matchup. Uh, it wasn't a, a nail-biter. I don't think by any stretch, but uh, how are you feeling right now? Yeah, this wasn't a matchup I expected to win. So, uh, I mean, Chow's putting up big points, so I didn't really have a, have much of a chance there. Had some bit of bad injury luck the last week or so, so I think it was kind of an off week for my team. I've got Soto on the DL. Um, so, no, Darno just went down probably for the year. A um, couple pitching guys were left their starts early with little fluke injuries um but uh so yeah not too not too upset with the loss there but uh got to give it to chow 211 points from his pitching that's uh that's a solid performance from him (laughs) yeah i mean chow's pitching has just been lights out this season it it really is impressive the the group he's assembled i mean uh jamil what are what are your thoughts on this matchup yeah just piggybacking off on his pitching like you would think uh, a team that just lost Garrett Cole would kind of suffer on that department, but man, it's it's a really deep rotation, and I expect you know near three hundred from him on a weekly basis. Um, he'll probably have one or two rare uh, cold weeks, but his team is absolutely loaded, and yeah, I wouldn't be too upset like RKR said on this matchup. Um, he's a lot of top guys uh, hurt for him right now, but yeah, Chow's for sure uh, a scary team to uh, face in the playoffs for sure yeah. yeah and i mean jamil i gotta ask you as as a guy who's in the jeffrey jungle with with both chow and tillo i mean how does how does that make you feel about your team and, and your chances this season i mean coming into this year like i i didn't expect to win jungle i if i'm if we're being realistic i probably won't but like i'm just happy to hang with the, with the boys i'm happy uh the division the t- well three of the, the uh, the guys from the division is doing well. The other two we'll speak on later on. But yeah, like I'm happy to just be up there with the the two uh, top dogs in the jungle. So yeah, I couldn't be more proud of the boys. I mean, yeah, for sure. It's a good year for your division. Uh, 
a couple more uh, matchups we can talk about. I mean, let's talk about uh, a matchup that I think was uh, a lot closer, and that's the matchup between Ben and Ash Sebastian and the Money Ballers. Uh, it really did come down to it. It was uh, a matchup that was decided on Sunday, but ultimately it was Ben that came out ahead, 238.2 to 232.5 for Ash, so uh, a little more than five points separating these two teams. Uh, and, and now both teams two and two. So, I mean, RKR, how should, how should people be feeling after this matchup? I mean, Ben's got to be thrilled with this win. Uh, that's a, a big win against a big team there. Um, solid point total, too, 238. I mean, you could probably win with that maybe every other week, give or take. So, uh, sure, he's got to be happy about this one. Yeah, like he... Ben's kind of having a weird start to the year. I know a week before he lost to the newcomers or Midland Raccoons, but now he defeats you know one of the one of the top uh, dogs in the league in Ash. But like I'm looking at his point totals here, like Nelson Cruz, the old man, still got it. Twenty-seven point <laughs> six for him. And it's, I was talking to him. I was trying to make some deals with him on the weekend, but I'm so frustrated with Danny Duffy because I've had that man for like years, and he's been so mediocre or underwhelming and this season he's been lights out so good for him finding gems like that him and kyle gibson in the draft been absolutely uh great for him mm-hmm. yeah duffy's been in and out of the waiver wire a whole bunch and available at drafts and stuff i'm not sure how sustainable that is but uh definitely a hot start for him so far yeah yeah, I mean, this really does seem to be the, the shot in the arm in terms of a victory that Ben's team needed. So uh, it will be interesting to see whether he's got a, a little bit of mojo back uh, after making some big moves recently. Yeah. Uh, but uh, just on the, the other side of the coin, I mean, if you're Ash, is this a, a point in time when you should be worried? You're you're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, You know, you you won a couple matchups big, but you also dropped this uh, very winnable matchup and, and obviously lost to Ryan earlier in the year. Is, is there a cause for concern here, maybe? I think Ash needs some some bull, bullpen upgrades. He's got, I don't even think, any closers, really. Just a handful of holds and saves on the season. Um, and to me, that looking at his team, that that's the difference. I mean, his his bullpen almost did nothing in this matchup. And even with a few extra saves there, he probably takes the, the W. Yeah, that's a very good point. That's probably like a, a big uh, weakness that's showing right now for his team. And you know, this is like they touched on last week. This is without top guys like uh, Bellinger and uh, Jimenez. So mm. to to make up for those uh, uh, big bats, he's got to pick up some uh, bullpen pieces here to kind of keep him afloat, I think. Yeah, I haven't even heard of half these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, well, moving right along, let's talk about a, a matchup that I think is a, a bit of a surprising outcome, maybe. Uh, it's the, the matchup between Jeremiah and Aiden. Uh, and Aiden managed to win this one uh, uh, fairly easily, 184.7 to 159.4 for Jeremiah. So uh, Aiden did have a, a big Sunday, but uh, really uh, sort of cruised to a victory and, and is now 3-1. and one. Jeremiah drops to 1-3, and three, which I, I don't think a lot of people expected. Uh, I mean, Jamil is a, a longtime co-host with, uh, with Jeremiah. What can you say about him? <laughs> Hi, man, Jeremiah. Like, when I did the uh, Power Rankings reaction uh, last week, I thought he was, you know, kind of disrespected, ranked that low. But, man, he put up 159 points, and he, that low ranking might be justified to with his start here. And uh, I don't know, do you kind of kind of sweat a little bit if you're Jeremiah? Because I know he's injured a lot, but there is a couple of moves that you could probably, you know, drop some of these injured guys and kind of fill some roster spots at. 
do you guys think this uh, slow start is something to be worried about if you're Jeremiah? I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't point out that Jeremiah had traded, changed his team name uh, to Trader Jerry's Outpost. Uh, so it, it could well be the start of a new rebuild. Uh, we'll, we'll see on that one. I mean, Jeremiah is an owner who's always going to make moves. Uh, you know, some of them are going to improve his team. Some of them are more lateral moves. Some of them, you know, he, he takes a swing and misses. So uh, I think the, the problem is the quality of his roster seems to really vary week to week. Uh, and there doesn't seem to be any sort of guarantee about, you know, the the overall status of his lineup at any given time, especially when he's got a, a bunch of, you know, open slots or, or if he's uh, got too many injured guys. So, uh, yeah, really interesting to see where his team goes from here. Yeah, he's been, give him, give him full credit, he's been making some moves. I think he's kind of questioning himself probably what's going on with his team this year. Um, but he's, I saw he picked up uh, BGO and... Lindor last week, so maybe it'll just take a couple moves to get his get his roster clicking. Yeah, one thing you, you can uh, point out with Jeremiah, he'll never be shy with making <laughs> moves, so uh, I wouldn't worry too much, but if this continues, this his spot could be, you know, can open up for guys like uh, maybe myself and Nick to take a playoff spot this year, so we'll see. Uh He'll make it interesting for sure. Uh, I'm sure he's uh, DMing all you guys on Slack <laughs> as we speak, probably. So Yeah, definitely one of the more surprising starts to the season, though, I would say. Yeah, it's for sure. As a defending champion, too. So. Yep. Well, and, and speaking of surprising starts, I mean, Aiden being 3-1, and one, I don't think is, is something a lot of people would have predicted. And I think people were seeing him as sort of a, a middle to lower Europa tier team. But he really has come out of the gate swinging and, and has won some good matchups. So, I mean, is, is Aiden a team to watch out for potentially as the season keeps rolling? Ooh. Uh, I probably, if he probably put up like close to 230, 250 on this matchup, I would say, I would lean towards that. But... For now, I'm going to stand pat and uh, think he's more of a, a Europa team unless he makes some moves. But, yeah, I'm not quite a believer just yet. Yeah, I agree. I mean, sure, he took this win, but, I mean, 184 points, nothing to write home about. I mean, looks like A.J. Pollock led his team, his offense in points, so I'm not sure that's too good of a sign for, for Aiden going forward. Yeah, it's tough, but, you know, the, the results are what counts, so... Uh, if he keeps having similar uh, similar victories, then he's going to go far. So I, I guess time will tell. Uh, but uh, moving right along, uh, let's talk next about the matchup between Ryan and Garth M. It's a, a really interesting matchup, I think, in a, a couple of different ways. But uh, it was Ryan who came out on top in this one, 295.3 to 239 even for Garth M. So uh, Ryan falling just short of that 300-point mark, but a, a very good week for him. And uh, now he's 3-1, and one, whereas Garth M drops to 2-2. Two and two. Uh, I mean, Jamil, what are your thoughts about this matchup? Uh, probably nothing surprising. This is uh, another day in the office with for the Mad King, I think. What's interesting is that he moved uh, his top scorer of the week in uh, Jose Urquidy. I, I might have said that. I might have butchered his name, but he moved them with 31.5 points. So interesting to see if that kind of backfires on him, picking up Corbin and uh, Austin Gomber. But I'm not surprised at this outcome. Yeah, kind of a buy low, sell high maybe he's trying to do there. I mean, Corbin's interesting a year or two ago, so he might be thinking longer term here. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, Ryan, another guy who's not shy to make moves, and, uh, you know, he's had a, a pretty good season so far. Obviously, he, he dropped that tough loss in Week 3, but uh, this is a really good rebound for him, and, and I'm sure if you're Ryan, you're you're really happy with this point total. So, uh, yeah, it will be interesting to see where he goes from here, whether he's able to build a, a couple of similar performances, get some consistency going. But, you know, speaking of consistency, Gartham back to 2-2, two and two, uh, <laughs> staying right at, at 500, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's that much to say about his team at this point. It, it seems to be uh, consistently a, a sort of B-minus team, and, and we'll win some matchups, but we'll lose others. But uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys feel any differently about that. Uh, he's probably a couple of call-ups away. I know his, pro- his farm is really good to kind of probably put his point total up there. 44.5 points from Kluber, that's a good surprise. But yeah, I'm not... I'm not going to be overly excited on on his team and start two and two is kind of what you would expect. Yeah, I've I like Garth's team. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't realize his his miners is so stacked. I'm just looking at that now. He's got Kopech down there, Alex Kirilov, yeah. whole bunch of guys, Tristan McKenzie, Scooball. But uh, even his yeah. even his his major league team right now. I mean, I I've been on the record. I like his team. He's got just solid consistent performances all around he seems he's got some upside uh he's got Bichette there Nate Lowe's off to a great start to the season so I mean 230 240 points in this matchup I think he's going away pretty happy two and two yeah yeah for sure and and you know it is going to be interesting to see what happens to his team in a, a couple of years when he's got more of those guys in the majors but uh, moving on, still talking about the present day. Uh, it's a, a battle between uh, relatively new ownership groups uh, in the showdown between the Midland Raccoons uh, and Graham of the Shelbyville Shelby Villains. Uh, and it was the uh, the Raccoons who came out on top here, a 247.1 to 170.6 for Graham. So Graham still winless on the season, looking for that first W. Uh, Midland Raccoons, 2-2 two and two now, so uh, also a, a 500 team. But uh, RKR, what do you think about this matchup? Well, this looks like a matchup of 2021 league bottom feeders. So, uh yeah (laughs) i mean pretty good performance there that that mark put up 250 that's kind of solid upper tiers for this week uh looks like how did he get his points this week looks like his pitching was pretty solid this week um yeah i see he put up 135 points from his pitching and that was yeah lance mccullers 23 points nick pavetta 14 david peterson 21 points two starts though um so yeah, really solid performance with uh, the raccoons there. Yeah, knowing the the uh, Mark and Ryan uh, well, uh, since I recruited them into the league, I, I'm sure they'll be happy to take a two and two start with the way uh, you know they're on the obviously obviously on the rebuild phase right now. But hey, I, I mentioned on the power rankings last week their activity alone. Uh, could keep them competitive in some weeks. Uh, they've been very active and more. I think, like I said, they one week of activity surpassed all of uh, Cam Christie's team who he took over last year. So, yeah, I'm sure they're taking this uh, two and two start, two forty seven point one, not bad. And for Graham, I, I don't know what to say. He's, I think he's still trying to figure things out in his second season. Zero and four is probably not what he, you know, hope hope for, but. Uh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say about his team. It's kind of kind of underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think you really hit the the nail on the head there. I mean, the Midland Raccoons have been very active, 
really working uh, throughout the year to to improve their team in a bunch of different ways. Whereas, you know, Graham has has allowed his team to I think remain a bit more static. So uh, I I think neither of these teams are going to win a, a championship anytime soon. But uh, the fact that the the Midland Raccoons have really put themselves in a, a better position than where the franchise was not so long ago, uh, I think it it speaks volumes to their ownership. Yeah, Graham's another team with a pretty loaded farm system now. He's got Wander Franco, um, but so maybe he's just kind of biding his time till he can call some of those guys up all at once. But in terms of the, the major league team here, not a whole lot of pieces. I mean, I see Winker put up a big week for him last week uh, with the Reds. Pretty much, how many points did he put up? Looks like almost half his offense came from from Winker, but I mean, I'm not sure if he was to trade that trade him, like how much value to have in our league just with a checkered history there. But yeah, so kind of interesting to see where he takes his team the next few months. Yeah. Just looking at the box score here, having zero matchup acquisitions, it's, you're not going to win many matchups and like he's been very quiet on that department. So let's see if he ramps it up these next couple of weeks. So that's one thing to watch out for. He hasn't been very active at all. Yeah, definitely something to to watch for as we keep moving forward. Uh, let's talk about my matchup next. I was facing off against the the Squirtle Squad. Uh, it was a uh, ultimately a tight matchup, although a, a bit of a low scoring one. But the the Squirts did pull ahead one eighty nine point seven to one seventy five point nine for years truly. Uh, I mean, I I can obviously speak to this matchup, but uh, I'll let you guys go first. So I I mean, Jamil, what are what are your thoughts and feelings? Yeah, it seems like the Squirrel Squad, you know, for the first couple of weeks, they've had low point totals, but come up with a win. And, you know, they'll have a dominant week here and then come back to earth. Well, not come back to earth, but come back with a low point total and then still come up with a win. So, I don't know, those boys, they just find a way to win. Uh, I, I thought, Nick, you had a very good shot at it as the week, as the week went on. But, yeah, I, I don't know. The boys just... Finds they just find a way. <laughs> yeah, Nick, this has got to feel a little disappointing for you. I'm sure seeing the end score there. What do you think uh, could have put your team like what? What prevented you from winning this week? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think that's the most frustrating part on my end is that this was a winnable matchup. I caught the squirts on a, a down week, and and it really would have been possible to to leap over them. But the problem was really had to do with with my pitching starts and how they lined up. Like I at the start of the week, I think I was only on track for four games started. Uh, I'm you know I managed to do some streaming uh, and and get that up to nine. So happy about that. But the the quality of stream starts I got left something to be desired. So uh, that plus a, a bit of a down week for my bats meant that uh, I just really wasn't able to to deliver the result that was uh was within reach yeah it's one yeah. of those weeks where I'm sure Squirtle's happy to feels a little lucky to get away with that and Nick on the opposite end is just disappointed or unlucky about that week yeah exactly and I mean I, it's getting to be old hat saying this now but injuries have just become such a thing in the league and uh you know uh, ever since the the IL was moved to 10 days uh teams really don't hesitate to throw guys on there even if it's more minor injuries and and you know early in the season trying to give guys lots of time to heal up after uh after they they take some bumps so uh, it really does seem like there are uh, a lot of guys who are hitting the IL and, and that's causing problems for a lot of teams including myself Nick, I gotta ask, what are your plans for your stud reliever in the minors, James Karinchak? Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, 
I I think uh, I'll say here what I've I've said to everyone who has asked, which is you know uh, he's obviously a, a great prospect. He's he's really delivering uh, so far this season. I'm I'm happy leaving him in the minors at least for the moment. Uh, and you know if if teams want to acquire them uh, acquire him, think they can blow me away with an offer. Go ahead and make it. Uh, otherwise, there there may be an open bidding period in the future before I call him up. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's been uh, he's been really solid. Uh, kind of surprised he didn't come out of the gate as the closer. I know Clace has taken that spot, but you know sometimes a high strikeout uh, eighth man guy is equally as good as the closer. So I'm uh, yeah, I'm sure you're happy with his results so far. Yeah, I mean if you've got a guy who's who's adver- uh, averaging like a, a strikeout and a half per appearance, yeah, uh, that's always a, a pretty good asset. So definitely happy with him so far. Mm. Uh but a uh, couple more matchups we could talk about. Uh, let's talk about uh, Newton uh, facing off against Lim. It's a, a matchup that uh, I think could have gone either direction, but it's Newton who comes out on top here. 212.9 points to 190.3 points for Lim. Uh, so that moves Newton to 2-2 two and two and drops Lim to 0-4. Still looking for that first win. But, I mean, RKR, what would you say about Newton and his team? I mean, he's uh, Garth's got to be happy with this win. I mean, his team uh, started off the season a little slow there, but seems like it's finally clicking a little bit. His offense is coming to life. Rendon's off the DL, put up some points. Blackman had a an okay week, so it seems like he's a uh, he's a team on the rise coming out of week four. Yeah, like uh, I think I mentioned on the rankings too. It's, he seems to just off to a brutal start, and he's probably probably turning things around. But uh, I don't know how close this matchup uh, was coming into the Sunday. But Lim, you know, one night, a couple of points down could have squeaked one in. But obviously not enough juice uh, against Garth. Uh, looks like Desclafani put up 37 points for him, which is a huge surprise. Wow. I'm sure he'll, uh, Garth Noon will take that <laughs> any week. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think, if he, I think if he lost to Lim here, he has to be very disappointed, you know, with the start. But it's a good couple of weeks in a row now, so it has to be has to be looking promising for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Seems like pitching really was the starting pitching anyway was the difference in this matchup. Uh, I see Garth put up 144 pitching points to um, to Lim's 78. So really, at the end of the day, that was seemed to be the difference. Yeah, I mean, it really does feel like I cursed Lim at the start of the season when I, I thought he could be a breakout team this year. Uh, it, it has not really transpired. Uh, but on the other side, I mean, Newton obviously has, has not had a ton of great point totals overall uh, to start the season, but uh, now he's coming off back-to-back wins. He he beat Chow, he beat Lim. So, uh, you know, in in terms of a, a team on the rise, I think that's, that's accurate. And if he does string together a couple more wins, it's going to make things uh, really interesting. So... Uh, I'm curious to see how that impacts the the redacted division. Uh, curious to see where Newton goes, but uh, you're right; he does have a, a team with a, a good amount of talent, and and should hopefully be able to win some more matchups this season. Yeah, I wasn't too worried with the slow start after the campaign he had last year. He had some momentum on his side, so I think these are a sign of things to come on a on a, on a good way for him. For sure. 
and guys, I think that's going to bring us to our final matchup from week four. Uh, and it's a matchup that I think we're all excited to talk about uh, because it's the matchup between Flex and Chris. Two teams going in winless. Someone had to win it. And uh, oh, yeah. it was actually a, a fairly surprising win uh, because Flex really uh, brought it this week. 281.6 points to 133.4 for Chris. So it's a, a big win for Flex. He's now 1-3. Chris 0-4. Uh, still searching for that first win. But uh, guys... 281.6 points from Flex's team. I mean, what do you make of that? Man, if, if who whoever betted that he would put up that point total is probably like a millionaire at this point because who saw this? <laughs> yeah, this was shocking. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, he was barely cracking a hundred. So for him to do this, I don't know what changed. Yeah, there was week one where we had the extended ten day week or whatever there, and he put up like 115 points or something. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think looking uh, back to the last podcast, I think we all sort of slightly favored Flex in this matchup. Uh, it seemed like he had a, a team that had at least some life to it, but uh, 142 points from his bats, like that's that's something that almost every team would be envious of. Yeah. Uh, it really does seem like he had everyone just going off in a, a big way this week. His, his pitching was great too, 139.5 points. So uh, he really, I think, got into a situation where uh, a lot of different guys were, were having great weeks. And, and that added up in a hurry for him. Yeah, this has got to be a ceiling for Flex for the season. What do you guys think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I'm just looking at the matchup. He had eight starts, only two pickups. But uh, yeah, I, I would be shocked if he even hits near 250 again. But on just talking about Chris, uh, he also had eight starts and had five pickups. So it looked like he was, try- he was trying to beat Adam here. But 133, I don't know what's going on with his team. He made the playoffs last season. I know it was a short short year, but buddy, come on, you're representing the jungle. You gotta you gotta pick up the pace a little bit here. Oh and four. I didn't I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what direction he takes his team. I mean, I uh, don't think he's got a whole lot in the farm coming up. Couple interesting pieces here and there, but look at a guy like Freddie Freeman, you know, I mean a top probably top three first baseman in our league. You know, is it time that maybe he looks at at dealing them, get some some pieces to rebuild the farm. Yeah, I mean, I I think you're right. It's obviously hard to sort of judge the value of a, a guy like that at this point in time. But you know, if if Chris is going to be bad, he might as well commit to it. And uh, he he definitely has some assets who could be uh, for sale in the new near future. You're right about that. Yeah, and it, um, I think Jeremiah said it a couple podcasts ago. He hit the nail in the coffin with Chris's team. He's kind of just a manager who's rolled the same team the last couple years. So that's just kind of a recipe for just for you to be mediocre and just kind of be stagnant in the league. And what's funny about this matchup is Nick, I believe you gave uh, Adam uh, Aguilar, right? And he put up a 26.7 point total for the week. So that's got to be a funny uh, turn there. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I mean, I, I hopefully everyone takes it as a, a sign to trade more with me. But uh, man, I, I shouldn't have doubted him, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I I think that's going to do it for our wrap of, of week four. I mean, obviously, it was a, an interesting week. There were some good results. Uh, I mean, like I said earlier, scoring really rebounded this week from from week three. So uh, I don't know if you guys have, have any specific things you want to attribute for that. But uh, it is nice to see uh, some, some higher point totals again. Yeah, probably wouldn't expect a, lot, a consistent uh, low totals every every week. But it was, it was nice to see, like, 
three three or four teams cracked 300 for sure. Definitely. Uh, well, let's just jump right into it uh, in week five. It's uh, another great week. We've got uh, some really interesting matchups. I think matchups that people are going to want to watch. Uh, so hopefully uh, people will take a look. But let's talk about what I think has to be the matchup of the week. Uh, and, and Jamil, I'm coming right back at you because you're facing off against Tillo here. It's a Jeffrey Jungles showdown. Two really good teams. You're, you're still undefeated. Uh, Tillo 2-2. Two and two. Uh, but uh, so far here on, on Monday night, uh, it's Tillo who has the, the slight lead, 17.3 points to 14 points even for you. Uh, so, Jamil, I guess, how are you feeling about this matchup? Man, uh, when when me and Tillo face off, it's usually you know high point total, but he always, always just edges it out slightly. But, uh, hey, I'm going to believe in my team, continue to believe in myself, hopefully continuing the streak here. What's funny, though, is that... Uh, you know, he's off to a really good start, actually. Uh, Eddie Rosario hit a home run. He's a, he's a guy I gave him last year. But, uh, yeah, I'm I'm confident in the the bullpen. Like I said, Alex Reyes has been a really good surprise. Uh, Presley as well. They should carry some of the load here. Uh, I did get screwed over with some of my starts. Uh, a lot of them were going for Tuesday. They got pushed to Wednesday. Uh, one of the reasons I acquired uh, J.A. Happ was actually to prep for Tillo here. Cause he's off. He's got. He's got a good matchup for two starts. But hey, I'm, I'm gonna bet on myself here, and uh, hopefully, I would call this an upset if I beat Tillo. Yeah, it's not every day that you uh, see a guy with a four and zero record and and talk about him potentially pulling off an upset. But I mean, you're right that Tillo has a a, a really strong team. Uh, it's a, that's some good insight uh, about your uh, your potential starts and how they line up. But uh, it it really does seem like you know you you guys are both hot teams. It it could go either way. Uh, I'd I'd like to bet on you to to continue the streak, but uh, it really does feel like Tillo's team has has got a ton of talent right now. So I I think I'd have to pick him. Unfortunately, yeah, I agree. I mean, this would be a statement win if uh, Jamil can pull this one off. But uh, I think Tillo's two and two record is underselling his team, so I'll take him for uh, this matchup. That's that's fair enough. Fair takes. I kind of wish I had I took the three hundred twelve point total <laughs> against him instead of a, against Ian, but uh, but I I can't uh, I can't pick them all. But uh, yeah, those are fair takes. But uh, I'm ready to prove you boys wrong. So we'll see. <laughs> I look forward to it. Uh, well, I, th- I think it's only fair now to talk about the other team that's uh, still undefeated on the season. Uh, of course, it's Mike Kaminsky, the Illuminati, uh, taking on Chris, uh, looking for his first win this season. So 4-0 versus 0-4, but it's Chris, actually, who's off to the, the better start today. 33.5 points to 5.4 for the Illuminati. So it's uh, uh, Chris, who's really struck first. Uh, RKR, what are your thoughts on this I matchup? mean, hard not to go with uh, with Mike on this one. Uh, on account of you know Chris generally having kind of lower scores across the board and uh, Mike's solid start to the season, um, yeah I'll, I'll go with Mike just on keep the momentum going for him and I see Chris had a good start today from from Kenta Maeda and that probably contributes to his his early lead whereas Mike hasn't had any starts yet so I'll go with him. Yeah, it's it even though it's a uh, excellent Monday for Chris, I can't go against Kaminsky right now. It's an undefeated team going against a winless team here. It should be it should be easy pickings for Kaminsky at the end of the day here, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I mean, I th- I think I'll agree with both of you. Uh, it would be fun to imagine Chris having a, a performance similar to Flex last week and, and really going off and putting up a huge total. But uh, I, I don't know, even with this good Monday, if that's uh, necessarily in the cards for him. So, uh, you know, uh, Kaminsky has, has taken maintenance weeks before. He'll he'll probably take some again, but I don't know if it's this one. So I, I think he'll be able to see off Chris fairly easily. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Uh, but that uh, brings us right to our, our next matchup, uh, and it's a, an interesting divisional matchup within twice the division uh, because it's Ash Sebastian, the Moneyballers, taking on Aiden. It's uh, uh, two teams who are, are sort of competitive at the start of the season. Ash, obviously, 2-2, two and two, Aiden, 3-1. and one. Uh, And it's Ash who has the, the slight Monday lead, 26.9 points to 23.7 for Aiden. Uh, so it's, you know, a uh, good start for both these guys, very much in the balance, but... Uh, Jamil, who you got in this one? Oh, man. You know what? I, like, Asher's team on paper, obviously, is one of the best out there. But, like, a tough loss like last week. Uh, I'll go upset special here. Uh, I'm sure Aiden want to take two big wins in a row. So, I'll go for a surprise win. And uh, I think Aiden probably has a little bit of motivation based on some of the you know opinions uh, a lot of us has on his team. So, I'll go with Aiden here. Yeah, I was thinking about going for the upset too, but I'll just stick with Ash for the on paper better team uh, all around. You know, anytime you got Tatis, that's certainly encouraging. So I'll take Ash in this matchup. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we're just uh, throwing around the world uh, word upset pretty liberally this week. It's, it's weird again, guy with the better uh, uh, record being the underdog. But uh, I think you're right that if Aiden wins this matchup, that's going to be a, a real statement for him. It's going to be uh, something that will, you know, uh, be a, a big star on, on his resume. So it uh, would be interesting to see if he can pull that off. I'm, I'm not convinced he can't by any means. I, I think this is one that really there are a bunch of different scenarios where, where it goes either way. But uh, I think, uh, like RKR said, on paper, I'd, I got to stick with Ash. I mean, he's he's really loaded with talent. And despite the, the two losses early in the season, it does seem like he should be the, the favorite in this matchup. So uh, I think I'm going to stick with him. Uh, but moving right along, I mean, we've got uh, another matchup here where the Squirtle Squad are taking on the Shelbyville Shelby Villains. Uh, it's uh, a matchup of two teams with S-based initials that I often confuse for each other. Uh, <laughs> but the it's the the Squirts here who are three and one and have the early lead twenty five point four points compared to three point eight for Graham, who is shockingly zero and four. Uh, RKR, who are you taking in this one? Uh, it's an easy pick for me. I'll go with the Squirtle squad. I mean, their managerial prowess, you know, probably doesn't isn't even needed this week. I think they should be able to easily come away with this win and already off to a pretty strong start on uh, on day one. Yeah, it's it's hard to go against them, honestly. This is probably a week, like, they've been alternating weeks where they'll have a major point total where they probably won't need it. Uh Graham, honestly, he's looking for his first W, but I, I don't think it's this week. So I got to go with the Squirrel Squad. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, uh, the Squirrel Squad came off only under under 200 points last week, so they're, they're probably due for some more this week. 
Yeah, you're right that this uh, is a, a good week for a uh, bounce-back performance from the Squirtle squad. And, uh, you know, I don't think they want to necessarily, quote-unquote, waste one with Graham. But, uh, you know, putting up points is, is never a bad thing. So hopefully they can t- get some here. And uh, like you guys said, I mean, I, I do think Graham's going to get a win at some point this season. But uh, this just seems like a, a tough matchup for him. And, and he hasn't really done a lot lately to, to indicate that his team is prime for a resurgence. So uh, I'm going to stick with the, the Squirtle squad here as well. Yeah, agreed. Yep. Uh, moving right along, though, we've got a an interesting evil division of evil showdown. Uh, maybe we can talk a little bit more about the the word uh, upset because we've got Jeremiah taking on the Midland Raccoons. Uh, Jeremiah, obviously one in three, having a, a tough start to the season, uh, but has twenty four point three points. The Midland Raccoons two and two, so a, a nice even five hundred start, and they're at twenty three point nine, so really even here uh, again on Monday night, but. Uh, I mean, Jamil, let's let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this matchup? And uh, you know what? I think Jeremiah is not done making moves. He'll probably make a couple more this week. Um, so that probably affects this matchup, just the way his roster reshuffles for the week. And, you know, I, I might be biased, but the boys have been very active, and they might pull off another one on, against a struggling team in Jeremiah. So I, I, why not? I'll go Raccoons for this week. Yeah, this will be uh yeah, it's surprising at this point in the season, a couple weeks in to see these two teams so close together, both in terms of, you know, records and and points scored. Um so this is one I'll definitely be keeping a close eye on cuz uh it could be closer than than we might have thought at the beginning of the season, but uh, I'll go with I'll go with Jeremiah in this matchup. I mean, I think uh he just just uh, made some moves there for Biggio and Lindor who have been had a rough couple of weeks, so they're probably due for some points, and I feel like that probably could make the difference for them this week. Yeah, I don't think I'm quite as convinced as you guys that this is going to be a, a close matchup. I mean, obviously, Jeremiah has restructured his lineup, but it's been a week, so he must be in compete mode again. Uh, I, I do think he's got a, a fair amount of talent on, on his side of the equation. And, you know, the Midland Raccoons are, are great, and, and they've been very consistent so far this season. But if Jeremiah plays anywhere near his, his team's potential, then he's going to be uh, looking to get some more wins. So uh, if, he, if he avoids doing anything stupid with his roster again, uh, avoids... <laughs> Uh, really, really mucking it up. Uh, I, I think he'll be able to pull off the the victory in this one. Yeah, we'll see. Funny enough, though, uh, with uh, the raccoons, I was offering uh, when I had Hunter Dozier, and he, uh, I know Mark just laughed hearing his name, and he, I seen he picked him up, and he said hit two home runs for him already. So <laughs> funny turn, funny turn of events there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, let's let's stick with the evil division of evil for this next matchup because we've got Ben taking on Garth Am. Uh, I mean, both of these teams are are two and two, so uh, on paper they should be uh, very comparable. Uh, today, point five for Ben. Uh, so it's uh, an early lead for Garth M, but RKR, what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, I mean, this could be a coin flip. I mean, on paper, they're 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 very similar teams. Um, kind of some interesting pieces uh, scattered throughout the roster. I'll take I'll take Garth's team this week. I think, uh, well, he's off to the lead, so that, that helps, but uh, I just like Garth's team, so I'll go with that one. <laughs> yeah, I think you, you hit it right on the nail there. Uh, this is a very two identical teams. You can go either way. I know uh, both were coming up huge uh, wins last week. 
But uh, yeah, I think I'm gonna slightly take Garth M here. Um, the early lead is uh is nice, and yeah, I'm gonna go with Garth. Yeah, this will be an interesting matchup to see after this week what the the standings are like in the Evil Division, because uh, you know, super tied for first. There's four teams with two and two, so important matchup there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be fun to watch. Uh, I think I'm going in the opposite direction of you guys, though. I mean, Ben has has obviously had some tough luck to start the season, but uh, you know he's really bounced back the past two weeks, and and he seems like his team is in a position where uh, he'll be able to get some better point totals in in the next little while. So uh, I think Garth M might be a, a bit of a challenge. He's going to obviously uh, give it his best and and probably put up a, a decent point total, but uh, I think Ben is is going to be able to see him off. So I'm I'm going with him. Mm, fair enough. Uh, but uh, I, I feel like now we have to finish our tour of the evil division of evil by talking about my matchup. Uh, I'm also two and two and, and tied for first in the division. So uh, it will be interesting to see how that resolves itself. But I'm taking on Ryan, uh, who is first in twice the division at three and one. Uh, and early on, it's uh, Ryan who has the lead 22.1 points to uh, 2.8 for myself. So uh, Ryan's uh, had a had a good Monday, but uh, I mean, Jamil, what do you think about this matchup? Ooh, man, uh, Nick, I know you're coming off a tough loss, and then you get to the Mad King the following week. Yeah, I sadly, Nick, man, I gotta go with Ryan. He's just he's on a roll, and I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. I think from what I understand, I have to double check his roster. He's been relatively been healthy. So that's good. So I, I got to go with Ryan here. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for the, I suppose, the slight upset with this one and pick, uh, pick Nick. I think, uh, I think he definitely got a, got a chance, you know, even a, a slight Ryan down week. And I think Nick's, you know, average point total could, could get him the win here. I think uh, Nick's pitching here could help him a fair bit. I mean, uh, um uh, who's he got? Well, of course, DeGrom and uh, Bumgarner, who seems to kind of be a little bit resurgent this year. Keuchel's been uh, not off to a great start, but I'll take Nick on this pick. Uh, well, thanks so much. I mean, RKR, obviously, you're coming back as a guest. Uh, Jamil, I don't know you're on thin ice now, but, uh, you know, all kidding on, uh, all kidding aside, I mean, I obviously am, I'm picking myself always bet on yourself, kids, but uh, you're right that the, the biggest thing I've got going for me is a, a two-start to ground week and, you know, uh, knock on wood, but he's been really just electric this season and, and he's averaging some ridiculous 20-point-per-game uh, stats so far this season so uh, just based on that I, I feel like I've got a non-zero chance of winning this matchup but you know you're you're right Jamil obviously Ryan is a, a formidable opponent and definitely a, a guy who uh, is able to uh, put up a, a bunch of points in a hurry especially when he's getting good starts out of Vince Velasquez that just feels uh, patently unfair that he's able to get uh, 17 points out of him tonight so uh, good start for him but uh, yeah I, I guess we'll wait and see how this one plays out yeah, like you just to touch on Degrom, he's been absolutely lights out the last couple of years, and could easily, I think he could win MVP on the National League side. And I know you might have touched on it last podcast, but how does it feel, Nick, owning the best pitcher in the game? 
You know, I mean, I feel like I'm just going to talk about this every podcast. I'm, <laughs> I'm very happy to own DeGrom. Uh, he's he's obviously been very good to me and, and my team over the years. And, you know, like like I think I said last week and, and the week before, uh, there were, were lots of opportunities I had to trade him and, and didn't. And, you know, at the time, I think people really questioned what I was doing. But uh, I hope it's a, a lesson to all the owners out there to sometimes stick to your guns and, and you know, don't make a trade for the sake of making a trade, as the, the saying goes. So... Uh, if you believe in a guy and if if you've got a, a talented guy on your roster, don't be so quick to give him up. Mm. Great tip. Uh, that's that's the the tip <laughs> for all the kids listening. But uh, a couple more matchups we can we can talk about here. Uh, I mean, RKR, I think we got to return the the favor and talk about your matchup. You're taking on Flex, uh, who's obviously coming off that that terrific week. Uh, so he's one and three. You're in two and two, and and Flex has a slight advantage over you uh, so far at two point five points, while you're sitting at negative point three points. So it's a, a relatively low scoring affair so far. But RKR, how are you feeling this yeah, week? Yeah, I think I'm I'm due for a bounce back week, and Flex is probably due due for the opposite after his big week four. Um, so I'll take, I'll take my team for this week. I think it'll be close. I feel like I've got some, some guys that are injured that are holding me back a little bit right now. And on the, on the flip side, I mean, Flex has got Jesus Aguilar and Nico Horner who are really, I've turned it up. I'm Bryant too. So, uh, I think it'll be close, but I, uh, I'm feeling confident I should be able to take this win. Yeah. As much as I hate to pick against a Neil brother, I think last week was a very might 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 be the ceiling for uh, Adam here, and I think you'll get uh, Soto back at some point this week, so that should help you in yeah. RKR. But I I gotta go I gotta go RKR on this one. Uh, I just think you know you have the overall better roster at the moment, and uh, I gotta say though I'm I'm happy Adam took uh, Kim in the draft because uh, I was I was ready to, to take him as well but I ended up with Presley as my first pick so <laughs> thanks Adam <laughs> yeah I mean I I feel like I have to point out you know hot weeks don't uh, ref, uh don't stop at at Sunday you know if you've got a guy who's on a, a good clip uh he's he's hitting well or pitching well uh that doesn't necessarily just end because the the calendar moved mm-hmm. to a, a new week but i mean that being said even if flex's uh hotness continues a little bit uh rkr i really do think you've got a, a more talented team and uh you've you've put together a couple of good wins so far this season so uh although i i think flex could put up a, a better week than some of the others we've seen from him this season uh i really do think you you'll have enough to see him off so i'm i'm gonna pick you in this one all right, appreciate the support. <laughs> there we go, returning the flavor. Uh, but uh, just about uh, ready to wrap up our look at week five. Uh, we've got the Staddle Monstars uh, Stads taking on uh, Newton, who uh, is uh, he's he's trailing. He's at negative one point to seven points for Stads. Uh, both these teams are are two and two so far this season. Uh, but RKR, who have you got in this one? Yeah, I said it earlier. I mean, Garth is, uh, his team's picking up the pace here the last uh, week or so. So I'll take him in, in this matchup. Sure. Ian's probably going to feel a little bit disappointed if he doesn't pull this one out. Cause his team's been pretty solid so far. Um, but yeah, I'll take Garth. Yeah. I also gotta be on the same boat here. I think Ian's just caught in the wrong side of, uh, uh, turn here in Garth Newton and he's ready to pick up a couple wins in a row here and I think this is a good matchup for him to 
take another one. Uh, I mean, to to be a bit of a dissenting voice, I mean, I think both of these teams are are fairly com- comparable. Uh, you know, and and Newton is is heating up a little bit. Uh, but you know, they're both two and two for a reason. Uh, I think that Stads is is you know uh. Uh, he's got a team that has a fair amount of talent to it in terms of stars. Uh, so if Otani keeps going at a, a good clip, if Vladdy Jr. is is continuing to mash, you know he's going to be able to put up some points. So uh, he's he's coming off uh, obviously a, a down week against yourself, Jamil, but uh, I think he's got a good chance to to bounce back here. So I'm going to pick him. Uh, but that is going to bring us straight to our final matchup of the week and it's one that i think we're all very excited about uh it's a a little bit different than other years but it is the jeffrey bowl uh chow taking on limb uh for the naming rights to the name (laughs) jeffrey uh it's uh it's obviously chow who who would be considered the favorite here at three and one uh limb still looking for that first victory but no better time than the present to get it uh, and Lim is up early here, uh, 17.2 points to 9.2 for Chow. Uh, so that's uh, very interesting indeed. But Jamil, what do you think about this historic matchup? Oh, uh, I don't know about historic, but uh, I think Lim should enjoy this uh, slim eight-point lead because there's no way Chow's letting this one slip away from him. Um, I think Lim's got to wait another week to finally get his uh, first W since 2019. So, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go with Chow. Yeah, I mean, pretty hard to uh, to not take Chow on this one. Maybe I'll go for a a medium take where it's like you know a little bit closer than than we expected. <laughs> oh, uh, to point out though, uh, another a couple of bummers for Lindo. I today Roberts went down for I think he's out for like three to four months. Yeah, so, I heard that too. So, so that doesn't help. He's one of his top guys and. Lozardo went down uh, playing video games, broke a pinky or something like that. So that all, that's not a good uh, news to hear for your limb because those are your two guys that you, you kind of could bank on on a weekly basis to put up some points there. But I guess a take here uh, or a question to ask you both here with Jeffrey uh, Chow's team, uh, Buxton's off to a really hot start. Is this is, is he legit? Is this the year finally Buxton, you know, the promising guy – puts it all together oh man i feel like we've been everybody's been kind of hoping for that for for forever so i mean uh probably probably not i mean he's hitting 400 four away to his batting average as of tonight which is crazy eight home runs too so like that's yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, I mean, Buxton got off to a, about as hot of start as anyone can. So, uh, you know, it would be great if, if this suddenly represents a, a huge turnaround for him and, and he plays like the superstar some thought he might be. But uh, I, I see him coming back down to earth a, a little bit. And, you know, uh, if he was uh, still able to have a, a career year, that's, I think, very possible. But uh, I don't think he's going to keep up his uh, his current pace uh, as much as, as we'd love to see it. Yeah, agreed. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, but uh, I think that's going to do it for this uh, this episode. I mean, obviously, week five is a, a great week. Uh, I know we're all excited about it. Uh, excited to to watch a bunch of these matchups. Uh, RKR and and Jamil, uh, I mean, thank you guys both so much for being here. You've been uh, great co-hosts. Uh, anything you wanna wanna say before we wrap up? 
Uh, just, yeah, glad to be back talking uh, fantasy with you boys and uh, looking to keep the streak alive here. Uh, uh, tough couple of matchups after a friendly schedule, but me and Tillo should have a good show down here. So good luck to him and we'll see. <laughs> yeah, nothing for me. Uh, best of luck to everyone in fantasy this week. Uh, there you go. Well, yeah, thanks uh, again to both of you guys for being here. It, it should be a great uh, week and, and a great season. Uh, excited to, to keep it going. Uh, and as we always like to say at the end of these podcasts, good night and good fantasy.